On today's Dinkin' Corners, we talk about Bryce Harper to Wander Franco and plenty of guys in between. It's going to be a catch-up, a catch-all type of show today. So sit back, relax, and enjoy today's Dinkin' Corners. everyone to Dinging Corners, a baseball podcast powered by Slab Stocks. I'm your host, Nate, and today we've got a lot of news to talk about. There's been a lot of things that have happened in the last week or in the last month. Obviously, I was gone for a while, and then we talked some prospect stuff for a couple weeks in a row. Well, now we're talking good old-fashioned MLB baseball. To start, I just want to shout out the Brewers. They've just taken three straight games from the Giants, went into... San Francisco, best team in baseball as of as of yesterday. Now, now the Dodgers, I guess, are the best team in baseball because they're half game up on the Giants. But the best team in baseball as of yesterday, and we went into San Francisco, and we won three straight. We play again today. Let's see if we can sweep them four straight. It's a beautiful thing, um, and the Brewers are ready to take on anybody with that pitching staff in the playoffs i don't know if we'll get to the world series you know that's tough anything can happen but this is the best shot that i've ever had as a brewers fan to see my team go to the world series and i'm living it up um but that's not what we're going to talk about today you guys don't want to hear me talk about drone on about the brewers we are going to talk about a lot of people a lot of people um bryce harper Luis robert um bunch of guys like that and so we will get going here and we are on Shohei Otani to start we don't want to be on Shohei Otani we want to start with Bryce Harper Bryce Harper you'll remember was uh you know signed by the Phillies had a decent year last year 151 OPS but that was in a shortened season the year before that he had a 125 or WRC plus and so the 151 WRC plus and a 125 WRC plus the year before that. So his first year in Philadelphia, kind of a disappointment, age 26 season and a little bit of a disappointment. 125 is fine, but you kind of want to see a little bit better from the guy you just paid huge amounts of money to. Well, then last year, shortened season, a 151 WRC plus looked really good, but a low average, 268 average, 420 on base, 542 slugging, really good still but slightly disappointing. Well, here comes this year, and he is hitting 306 with a 420 on base percentage and a 594 slugging, which is good for 1,014 OPS, otherwise known as his second best OPS of his career, and a 175 OPS plus or a 166 WRC plus, which is also the second best of his career trailing his 197 WRC plus in his age 22 season when he was worth 10 wins above replacement and had a 1,109 OPS. So Bryce Harper is back. He's back in a big way. He's quietly back. He's quietly back. I don't think that a ton of people uh, were expecting him to be in this MVP race, and yet here he is. He's here. He's dominating. And with the injuries, too, if he can play all the last 29 games, he should get up to like 140 games. He'll have missed 20-some. But with the injuries to Fernando Tatis and the injuries to Jacob deGrom, 
Um, the race has become wide open. And if Bryce can stay hot, there's no reason he can't. And he had an amazing August. There's no reason he can't win his second MVP award. And so we're looking at his prices here, three-month stretch. And you'll notice that we're going, we're going, we're hovering around the same for his tops update rookie base PSA 10. We're hovering around the same price. And then he got hot entering August and the prices exploded. And so last sale was $173.50 on August 29th. And we were at $105 at the end of June. And now the end of July or August, we're up 70 some dollars. That's pretty incredible to see, especially considering it's a base card and base cards have not been hot. But if you're the right guy and you catch people by surprise, like Bryce Harper did in August, you can make some big money. So congratulations to everyone that had Bryce Harper cards. And uh, congratulations to the Phillies and Bryce Harper because he looks like the Bryce Harper of old in his age 29 season. Now on to Luis Robert. So Luis came back August 9th. He's been around for... um. Three weeks now? 18 games. He's been around for 18 games. And you would think that prices would explode in those 18 games. But you can see here, June, they dropped down $51. And they've kind of hovered around that price. The last sale was $46 on August 30th. And so they've kind of hovered around that price. And this is Top Series 2 base rookie PSA 10. And they haven't really moved. I mean, they've they've shot up a little bit, $61 here or there. But really, it's been in that $53 to $46 range for the most part, $56 to $46, $10 range. Um, they haven't really moved, despite the fact that Luis Robert has been absolutely killing it. So in 18 games in the second half, he's hitting 364 with a 402 on base and a 636 slugging which is good for 1,039 OPS. Now, I know it's a small sample size. I know that. Small sample size of 18 games, 1,039 OPS. Anybody, a lot of people can do that. But that being said, it's Luis Robert. There was a ton of hype behind him. And yet, the price movement hasn't been there for a guy who's been absolutely killing it. And you would expect a guy that has six doubles and five home runs in 18 games for a first-place team like the Chicago White Sox that people would have been excited for him to come back. And then when he started out hot, his prices would go up. But that is not the case. His prices have been stagnant, especially for a PSA 10. I mean, we're talking $46. We're talking like Jordan Alvarez prices. And Jordan Alvarez, I love him. He's no Luis Robert. He doesn't have the upside that Luis Robert does. And so uh, I'm pretty blown away by this. I know it's top flagship. And I know it's, you know, not the, it's a base card. But I would have expected some price movement upwards because of how hot he's been. He's been hitting bombs. He's been getting doubles. I mean, 11 extra base hits in 18 games is good. And yet, here we are. Price is not moving on Luis Robert. So keep an eye on that. There might be a buy low opportunity here. Um, he's definitely talented. He's definitely a stud. You know, will he get to enough power? Tough to say. Um, but he is right now, and I love it, and uh, keep an eye on him. Keep an eye on him. Next on the list is Juan Soto. So we are looking at, we'll go to the three-month stretch here. We're looking at a three-month stretch here, and you'll notice 
price is 143, 169, 115, 122. And we are talking about his top scrum update, rookie PSA 10. And then they just keep slowly going down. All the way down to 91 for the last sale in the slab stock system on August 28th. <clears throat> now, the interesting thing about this is that $91, you know, it's the lowest sale. But Juan Soto has been absolutely killing it. So in the second half, remember the first half when I said Juan Soto was my biggest disappointment and everyone and their mom came after me and said, you're an idiot. How can Juan Soto be your biggest disappointment? Uh, you hate Juan Soto, you know, he has nobody in his lineup to hit around, hit with, you know, hit the before or after him, so he has no protection. Let me clear up. <clears throat> I don't hate Juan Soto. I love Juan Soto. And you can also play well and be a disappointment. Um, very easily done. A player plays well, but not as well as you're expecting, and therefore he is a disappointment. I never said Juan Soto didn't play well. I said he was a disappointment, and it still rings true. His 851 OPS in the first half, disappointment. His 1,149 OPS in the second half, 39, 39 or 41 games, not a disappointment. Exactly where I expected Juan Soto to be. And the funny thing is, is that Juan Soto now doesn't even have Trey Turner in his lineup. And so the protection he needed in his lineup doesn't really ring true anymore because we're looking at a 328 batting average, 508 on base, and 641 slugging, despite the fact that they got rid of Trey Turner and they got rid of Kyle Schwarber, his quote-unquote protection. So I feel a little bit justified in saying that Juan Soto's 851 OPS was a disappointment because it was, and now he is killing it. He has seven doubles, 11 home runs in the second half in 41 games. Whereas he had nine doubles and eleven home runs in seventy-nine games in the first in the first half, um, he's been absolutely on fire. He has forty-seven walks to twenty-six strikeouts in the second half, which is absolutely absurd. Juan Soto is amazing. Juan Soto is amazing, and I would just like to read it one more time. He doesn't have protection in his lineup, so nobody can use that excuse ever again for why his first half was bad. It wasn't that. Because now he has less protection in his lineup, and he is absolutely killing it. And looking at his prices, I said to myself, you know what, $91, and he's killing it, and it's a low, that should be higher. That should be higher. And so I looked at the pop report, and you'll notice here, oh, no, that's what I want. You'll notice here that his pop report, 11,447 Topps Chrome update cards graded 10,282 PSA 10s, 1,088 PSA 9s. So I was like, all right, all right, so many PSA 10s, that will devalue the price of a PSA 9, or it should, so I guess that makes sense, but let's check in on the prices of other guys, so other peers of his talent level, and so we went to Fernando Tatis, top scrum PSA 9, and you'll notice that he's chilling at $94, just $3 higher than Juan Soto. I said, all right, you know, Juan Soto's been amazing, Fernando Tatis has been amazing, um, I guess if Tatis can sit there, then Juan Soto can sit there. And we look at the comps and 12,423 cards graded as opposed to 11,000, 8,000, a little bit more PSA 9s than PSA 10s. But since such a huge number of graded cards, all right, I get it, $94. Maybe we're onto something here. 
And then we went to Juan Soto, or Juan Soto, uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., and we looked at his PSA 9 prices and his three-month stretch, and they spiked up, and this is probably a faulty sale that should be removed. And then we look, and they're really, you'll notice the last sale was 8.11. Um, there is a couple of bugs on our back end right now that are not allowing us to get sold prices in for some of these cards. And so there are a few more sales of Vlad Guerrero Jr., but for our purposes, $105 is fine because it is around there on eBay right now. And so $105 for the last sale, and that is you know, $14 higher, but still in the ballpark. Now, the interesting thing about Flagrero Jr. is that he has a Topps Chrome Update card too. And so this isn't just a, you know, he wants Oda as just Topps Chrome Update. Uh, Fernando Tatis, outside of his rookie debut, has just Topps Chrome. Well, Juan Soto has Topps Chrome and Topps Chrome Update, but his Topps Chrome PSA $905. Now we go and look at the pop report, and it's 6,166 total, 4,852 PSA 10s, 1,240 PSA 9s. So if I'm looking at that, I say, okay, the $14 difference makes sense because there is 6,000 less graded cards. Now remember, Vlad was not hot when he was a rookie. He was not hot the second year. And so now... Now people will have been sending in all of their Topps Chrome cards, whether it be in bulk before the season started. Remember, PSA shut down their submissions or whether they're sending them in now. But if they're sending them in now, they're not going to make money on them for $300, $200 a card. So <clears throat> unless they got them in bulk, and I got one or two in bulk uh, before the season started back in December, um, there might not be a huge increase in this total. And so that is you know, probably a legit sale, maybe should be even higher considering how good he is and the pop report con uh, compared to the other two, but they're all within the same ballpark. So then we moved on to Ronald Acuna and obviously he's been injured and we're looking at last sale of $79.80, basically $80 on August 22nd. There's two sales there. And so this card also has been, you know, it's $11 cheaper than the, um, Juan Soto, but he's been injured. I fully expect if he was playing it to be a little bit higher than this. So if he was playing, you know, maybe we tack on the $11 and it's back into 91. Now that's just me wishful thinking to make this exercise work, but still around the same price. We look at the pop report. There's 9,360 total, 8,000 PSA 10s and 1,200 PSA 9s. And so when I'm looking at that, I'm saying, all right, it's around the same totals outside of the Vlad Guerrero Jr. of everything else. And so the price checks out, especially with the injury, a little bit lower price. If he was not injured, price would be higher. So then finally, we moved on to Shohei Otani, and we look at his prices, and there's really not too many PSA 9s. I went on eBay to check, and there wasn't a single auction PSA 9 since August 9th. And his last sale was $99.96. Now, it was higher before that, but it had dropped down to under $100 within $9 of the Juan Soto, despite Shoyotani, and he has a Topps Chrome Update card too, despite Shoyotani being the hottest player in baseball this year and likely MVP candidate. And so what you notice here, oh, and we got to look at his pop reports, and his pop reports way, way smaller than everyone else. 3,000 total, 2,831 PSA 10s, 220 PSA 9s. And what this tells me, 
Now, he has top scrum update. I have to reiterate that because that matters. It does drive down the price of some of these guys. But what this tells me is that this should be way higher than $99. If these other guys are 91, Shoei Otani, considering his pop report and his MVP status this year, his card should be way, way higher than it is right now. I'm thinking it should probably be in this 140 range, probably not this $200 range, but this 140 range would be fine. And it is at 100 bucks right now. And so <clears throat> you'll notice that all of these guys, no matter who they are, no matter their pop reports, they're all within like a 20 to $25 range of each other. And so my first inkling that Juan Soto was underpriced, I now say to myself, well, I guess he isn't. And is there value in any of these cards? And that was my biggest pondering as I pondered this this podcast was that if all of these young guys are around the $90 mark, give or take $10 each way, Ronald Lucuna, $10 down, injury, uh, Shoyo Otani, $10 up, and it doesn't matter what their pop reports are because Otani's pop report is minuscule. Now, a lot of cards, 3,000 cards still, but only 220 PSA 9s, 2,831 PSA 10s, minuscule compared to the others. I mean, he has... Uh, there are 8,000 less graded cards than uh, Soto, right? And so for me, it's like, where will this PSA 9 market specifically go? We know it's base cards. We know it's PSA 9s. People want PSA 10s, but there's value in PSA 9s. There's huge value in PSA 9s. And so I'm just very curious as to where this will go from here because it's dropped so much. There's so little interest in these cards. And so for me, thinking that this was a value to now thinking, wow, all these guys are in the same zone. Now I'm thinking to myself, Juan Soto, probably not a value. Fernando Tatis, not a value. Vlagaro Jr., maybe a value. Ronald Acuna, maybe a value in that he could probably go up like 10, 20 bucks. But Shoei Otani, and I did not expect to come to this conclusion after the year he's had, Shoyo Otani out of everyone here is the best value if it is at $100 considering the pop report. And even, even with the top scrum update, this card right here is the best value for me out of all of these cards. I went in thinking Juan Soto was the value. I came out thinking Shoyo Otani was the value. And isn't that the way of the world this year? Shoyo Otani rules everything. That is all I have for you guys today on Dinging Corners. It was fast. It was furious. A number of talking points. Let me know what you think. Oh, and lastly, before I forget, Wander Franco. Wander Franco just hit a home run on a 95-mile-per-hour fastball up out of the zone against Chris Sale for an opposite field home run. How many shortstops can do that? How many guys in baseball can do that? You know? And he's a 20-year-old shortstop that is currently probably the best player on the best team in the AL. It blows my mind. He has figured out, he struggled in the beginning, and he has figured out major league pitching to the tune of a 277 batting average, a 339 base, and a 459 slugging, which is good for a 798 OPS. Now, you might be tempted to say to yourself, 798 OPS, that's not very good. But this has been steadily going up for the past, like, three weeks. He or four weeks, he has been killing it 32 game, on game base 
on base streak. Obviously, it's been going up for a month then. And so for a kid that struggled in the beginning and is now absolutely hot, if he hadn't struggled, you know, we're looking at an easy 800-something, 850 probably, 860, 870 OPS out of a 20-year-old shortstop. Where is it going to go from here? Wander Franco is absolutely amazing. He It blows my mind how good he is, and I cannot wait. Now, that being said, I will probably sell all my Wander Franco cards and then try to bag back in in the offseason when I think I can get them a little bit cheaper. But he has been amazing. He is the real deal, and it kills me. It kills me. The Wander Francos of the world, the Zions of the world, when guys um, come out and they're not as good as expected right away and people just jump ship and say, eh, overrated. And then you wait like a month, two months, and all of a sudden they're back, and they're back with a vengeance. It's a beautiful thing. So that is all I have for you today on Dingy Corners. Thank you guys for listening, and I will talk to you again next time.